0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Off-Grid Pros Podcast. How's it going, Cannely. It's going, it's going great.
1: I, I'd be Good. doing a little better if, if Ryan was here, but um, yeah,
0: I'm going to okay. pretend
1: not to be salty about it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, Ryan's a Brian, busy boy.
0: Ryan's a busy boy. We're missing him a little bit. Yeah, Busy Boy Ryan. That's what we always call him. Um, I'm sure he loves that. Yeah, (laughs)
1: BBR for short. Every time we say him,
0: BBR. BBR. (laughs) What's up, BBR? Yep. So as you guys know, this is episode four of the second season of Off Grid Pros. So we're really getting up there. This is episode 14 overall. That's how you count, right? Episode 14. Um, If you haven't listened to Off Grid, to the to the first season like what are you doing at this point go listen to all that stuff there's some really uh fun episodes um and really good information so like i said this is season two what what we talked about last week was all about wi-fi and getting wi-fi off no and that was actually two episodes ago last week was recycling renewables super important um because as we discussed a big thing that people I don't think are really talking about much, at least here in the U S at this point. Um, so something that we should definitely start considering a lot more, um, we're starting that new business, right. Um, and we're just going to make some money off this. If
1: Ryan would stop, if Ryan would stop calling in, I have been meaning to bring it up to him, but he keeps calling.
0: (laughs) We've (laughs) got another, uh, another business idea for you to fund. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be excited about that. I mean, honestly, if we could just, we've got a some some good space at Prometheus in terms of of the warehouse. If we can just take over more of that warehouse, we could honestly just make part of it be a recycling facility. You know, uh, I mean,
1: we're we're buying maybe,
0: it. we're buying a new building anyway. So, is that going through soon?
1: Probably not. I mean, you know, cool. Ryan oh, we'll
0: see. <laughs> I mean, we could we could honestly do something down here. A, what's that? We could do something down here in the valley where it's probably going to be cheaper too, and all the panels we don't have to ship them from the valley up to up to Flagstaff. So, and that's why you get paid
1: the big bucks right there. I think that's a fantastic yep. idea.
0: I'm a genius. It's crazy. Yeah. So, like like I said, that was last week's episode. Go t- go take a take a little listen to that one. Um, recycling renewables. Uh, I think I called it a more specific name, Recycling Solar Panels and Batteries, you know. Spice it up. Um, okay, so today we are talking about all the things that you should be doing, or I guess I wouldn't say all things, uh, the things you should be thinking about before you go and buy solar or batteries or whatever for off-grid, Um not necessarily biggest mistakes cuz we did a little bit about that episode about biggest mistakes people make but things to think about because there are mistakes that people make because they they didn't they either didn't do research or they talked to the wrong people and then didn't question what those wrong people told them so these are things to think about before you go and spend thousands of dollars on something that you may end up not really needing and need to do something else and um to fix that issue but first as always we're going to do our quick fact segment okay you ready for this kanaly this one's a a little bit ready is like almost a full paragraph here all right so brace yourselves while there are many causes of power outages, severe weather comes in at number one. Surprise, surprise! Costing the U.S. economy up to thirty-three billion dollars a year, that's insane. Um, that's ridiculous. particularly storm. Yeah, particularly storm-heavy years can run even higher totals. It's estimated that Hurricane Ike of two thousand eight wreaked havoc with a price tag as high as seventy billion dollars. While Superstorm Sandy of 2012 came in at close to 52 billion, holy crap! That's that's so much money. That's
1: like what Amazon. If I could get one of those,
0: yeah. (laughs) Honestly, like if I could just get one of those billions, you know, like I I would pass it out. I would I would I would donate. I would uh, you know set myself up, but I would. I do lots of nice things with one of those billions of dollars. So if if storms could just stop happening, that'd be really cool. And then they could give me that money. I mean,
1: that's a really good rendition of how you would be selfish. That's awesome.
0: No, I just said that I would give some away. Did you not, you're not listening to that part? The most important part. you, You started with set yourself up though. So. Well, yeah, I've got to set myself up so then I can help others.
1: Yeah, for <laughs> really. you, you can't. You can't. You're right. You can't help anybody if
0: you can't not, help you're others if I'm up. helpless. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called logic.
1: No, yeah, that's a that's, that's a ridiculous ridiculous amount of money, in damage. Yeah. That's crazy.
0: I think it was the the one that I always think about is Hurricane Katrina. Um, I don't. Well, That one, I don't really know why. I think it was just because, like, when I was a kid, I went to North Carolina, like right after Hurricane Katrina, and there was like all kinds of T-shirts that said "I survived Hurricane Katrina," Um, and it just made a really lasting impact on me.
1: Didn't that hit New Orleans the most
0: though? Yeah, it was like it was a big East Coast thing, but yeah, I think it was New Orleans that was the most impacted by it, but.
1: I was living. I was living in North Carolina um, during Hurricane Fran. I believe it was. I was living uh, in Fayetteville. Um, my family was stationed at uh, Fort Bragg, and um, we were living in an apartment complex. And during during the hurricane, that whole apartment complex actually like swayed side to side. Oh yeah, my God. Now, like like visibly, you could feel it. It's it is it is an uncomfortable situation to be in the midst of a hurricane. Obviously, this is is, Fayetteville and Fort Bragg is pretty inland, but the wind gusts were enough to actually move the building. It was weird.
0: Wow, that doesn't sound like a good time. Good thing we don't have to deal with that kind of stuff here in Arizona. So we have like no natural disasters except like a haboob. But even then, that's just yeah. <laughs> just in the Phoenix area, and that's in the that's in the
1: Valley. Yeah, that's yep. not us.
0: All right. So today, like I said, we're talking about things that you should be avoiding or things to think about before you go and buy solar. So um, <laughs> first, what what are some some mistakes that Canali and I have made? Um, you know, not thinking through things first, uh, in in terms of purchasing something. Um, my example is, uh, I bought $15 worth of bud boxes for our plug and play solar panels. If you don't know about those, they, uh, they basically just offset part of your electric, you know, get one or two. Um, and we have bud boxes on the lead panels that house all the wires. And I bought really tiny mini ones and I thought they were the big ones. And that was my mistake. What's your mistake, Keneally? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so fifteen
1: fifteen bucks, man, that's a big mistake on your part.
0: I know. It's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my whole life. So
1: I bought thirty four thousand dollars worth of the, of the wrong solar panels.
0: That's what I did. <laughs> I can't believe Ryan didn't fire you. I, I can't
1: believe he didn't fire me either. The look on his face, though, like, I know our listeners, you you know you know us pretty well at this point. Ryan is very mild-tempered. Quiet. Yes. Um, the look on his face when we pulled out the first solar panel, and it was quite obviously not a black-on-black solar panel, he he looked he looked first of all he looked like he wanted to murder me, um, and then he he just quietly like he took a minute then he was like, "This is good learning experience on attention attention to detail." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I have never lived that one down.
0: Uh, I so, love talking about yeah, it.
1: just just yeah. a backstory for the listeners. So. For our installation company, Prometheus Solar, we buy in bulk um, as far as solar panels go. And um, our salesperson, Mike, really, really likes black-on-black panels. They're very aesthetically pleasing. Um, So um, he sold, I don't know, somewhere around a million dollars worth of jobs based on these panels being black-on-black And uh, one small email mistake. And uh, I bought $34,000 worth of solar panels that had those white lines or white highways, as they call them, in the middle.
0: So that's the mistake. Sad. Yeah. Sad days. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you guys are grid tied listeners, just a little plug for our other business Plug and Play Solar Kits. We actually just released a premium version of those kits, which are black on black panels, 300 Watts each. Um, and those are those plug and play, you know, just, uh, plug it into a house outlet with a 15, 20 amp breaker attached, plug it right into the outlet. Cool stuff. Plug and play solar kits.com. Check it out as well as shopoff grid.com. But so those are our little mistakes. Some mistakes that we've, we've seen on the customer side of things. Um, in 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 terms of prometheus and plug and play and all that um for me i plug and play is is much smaller in terms of how much people are spending you know because with prometheus it's full installation company and with that you know people are paying for an entire installation on their house or a business and so a system you know can be ten thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars whatever it's not as drastic when you make a, a mistake with plug and play stuff. Um, just because, you know, it could be 700 bucks or, up, you know, $3,000, whatever. It, it's a much less, uh, hurt to your wallet if you do make a mistake there, but it's it still sucks. So try not to do that. Um, but the things we've seen is like with those plug and play panels, I was just talking about, um, they are intended purely for grid tied situations. So like you plug it into an outlet and then it's back feeding or it's feeding that power in to the, to the outlet. And then that's the first power that your house is going to use. And so then people that people are lowering their electric bill because they're pulling less power from the grid. And people have purchased these and thinking that they can just also use it for off-grid use and it doesn't work like that and so then they've just purchased you know 700 1400 dollars worth of panels and then they're like crap what am i supposed to do with this so that kind of stuff you should try and avoid um, but like caneli you have something more on the prometheus side of a mistake um what are you referring to exactly you've got like what your mistake that people have made of, of um, like not exactly telling us everything that they have oh, and yes. then they have a system installed and they're like, crap, I don't have enough power. I'm screwed.
1: Yeah. So there, there's a few things. Yeah. The one, the one note that I have there is like when customers want, or potential customers want to go solar they fail to mention certain things that they're intending to add. One of those is a Tesla. So <laughs> if you plan on buying a Tesla, that is
0: something you should probably let your solar
1: installer know. Another one is...
0: Especially, especially in the off-grid situation. Oh, my God. We had a customer call in one time. I remember this is probably back in like January, February time and wanted to go off-grid. And I was like, okay, what what are the appliances that you, that you're looking to have, and all this kind of stuff? And he's like, telling me everything. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty standard, you know. And it's like, I also am um, thinking about getting you know electric vehicle, like, like a Tesla. And I was like, okay, well, I uh, hmm, <laughs> how much
1: money how much money are you trying
0: to spend here? Spend
1: uh, a <laughs> seventy thousand on your Tesla, and then seven hundred thousand on your solar.
0: Yeah. So that was an interesting conversation to tell him. I don't know if that's the best idea that because we've talked about this, you know, we had the episode of taking Tesla off the grid. Um so we've talked about this a few times. It's just it's it's not it's not beneficial. Um
1: it's it's, feasible. It's
0: doable. You can yeah, it, it can
1: happen, we can do it, but it's not not cost efficient at all.
0: I mean if money is no is no object to you then sure go for it. I mean we we will gladly install a million dollar system for you. No problem.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one one thing with going off grid is like in some situations it's just not cost effective. Um I was actually doing um I was doing a paper yesterday uh for my uh masters degree in, in uh, business administration. And part of what I was talking about was uh, the value proposition for, for going solar. And um, so I broke down the cost on uh, for, for a grid-tied. So this has nothing to do with off-grid, but you can effectively make the cost of, uh, of a grid-tied system zero at the uh, at the point of purchase um off-grid however is is different because there's always added cost As, as we've talked about in previous episodes there's there's not a whole lot of maintenance as far as like the solar panels are concerned or the inverter but um if you once you add batteries into the equation you start running into issues where you're gonna have to maintain them and you're gonna have to replace them from time to time um, so the cost goes way up when, when you're going off grid.
0: Yeah. And that's not necessarily for all those people that are, you know, that are those RVers or people living out like a, of a van or, or a tiny house, that kind of stuff. Um, cause we do have you guys like emailing us questions about that stuff and it, in that type of situation, it is much more cost efficient, uh, if efficient because you're you're not just getting power t- to have as if you're living in a grid grid tied home. You're getting power there just to basically cl- cover your essentials. Which I mean, in a lot of off grid situations, that's the idea is is I don't want all these extra extra things that you have when you live grid tied. Like I'm fine with the with the essentials. And so living in an RV or, or, or a tiny house or a a van or something like that is, is, is not too expensive. I mean, we can, we get people set up with, with solar arrays for all that kind of stuff all the time. And it's, it's not too bad. Um, my friend Steven actually bought his solar array for his, his, uh, travel trailer from us from plug and play. And I want to say it was maybe like 2500 bucks or something that was for batteries and panels and and the inverter all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really not too bad especially if you're just trying to cover those those essentials. Um, but like I said, do your homework because you don't want to make the mistake of of paying money that you worked hard for and then like crap, now I have to fix this and and get all these questions answered. So what
1: you're so. saying is that it it basically boils down to Know your needs before you buy.
0: Yeah. Do your research on what you you want to use and then have the conversation with professionals about it. Don't just say like, okay, I want to, you know, like I run my lights for three hours a day and then be like, yeah, I think this will be fine. I'll go buy a little battery and it'll be fine. And then you're like, wait, but I also want to run a fridge. Uh, can I also run solar or uh, AC on here? I've gotten that so many times where people are just like, Oh yeah. All the things I want really want to run is like maybe a mini fridge or like some lights or, or like something, you know, like charge my phone and my laptop. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We can definitely do that. And they're like, also i'm gonna put ac on there i'm like oh (laughs) 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 that adds so much it's so much just hearing
1: just hearing you talk about that is making my blood pressure go up i know (laughs) i can't tell you how many times calls come in and they're like "Ah, just a couple fans on a light and then yeah and then upon further investigation also several laptops uh hot tub uh solar w- water heater and air conditioner and it's like yeah, water pump like, it, every in it almost everybody starts with ah, just a couple couple lights and a fan or something like that
0: I'm like yeah i feel like when you live in a grid tied home you don't really think about that like right now i've got my phone charging i've got my laptop charging i've got lights going there what is this like seven bulbs and a fan and like all that stuff's running but you know also the fridge is plugged in like uh there's like the washer's running if you're in an off-grid home you can't do that i mean you can if you're willing to pay for it but it we don't suggest it and it's going to cost you um so it's just good to think about all those little things you're like okay sometimes i make coffee Like I'll make coffee in the morning. I've got to think about that. How much power does that use? I'm going to, I blend things. I, whatever it is, whatever those little things that you don't really think about is you have to think about when you go off grid, even if it is, you know, in a tiny, like a little trailer or something. So think, think about all that stuff ahead of time.
1: It's like a small, small space doesn't necessarily mean you're not using a large amount of electricity. Is, is the key takeaway yep.
0: here. Yep. All right, Canadian, I've got some trivia here for you. Yep. I'm Are ready. you ready? Okay. Which country has the most people living off grid? And uh, so just to be extra tricky this week, I've given you five options because it's, 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 um, no. I remember when I, when I was in college, they decided that four wasn't enough. <laughs> and they would get up to like six, seven options. I was like, can you stop? Like this is hard enough. So I've done yeah, that to and you, you did the
1: same thing. You, um, you did the same thing you did to me last week. There's one option here that is glaringly obvious. So it's making me think like that's too obvious.
0: <laughs> okay. So here are the options. Here are the five options. China, the U.S., Russia, India, and Uganda? Dang, that's a good question. And we are going to find out the answer when we get back from our break. <music> And welcome back, everybody. Okay. So before the break, we asked Keneally a trivia question. Um, We want you guys to answer as well in your car or wherever you are out loud. Here's the question again. Which country has the most people living off grid? Here are your options again. China, U.S., Russia, India, or Uganda? What do you think it is, Keneally? And then we okay. have Cameron uh, throwing a little bit of a, a little drum there. All right.
1: I, I, I'm going to say – I feel like you're throwing me for a loop here. Obviously. Uganda Uganda sounds like – it seems like the, the easiest answer, right? Um, there's got to be a lot of people living off-grid in Uganda. However, most people though, India has – a lot of people. So I am going to go with D, India.
0: And the answer is D, India. Yes. Dang. How do you feel about that? I feel, feel great. Good? I feel great.
1: <laughs> I, I feel good about that. Yeah, I, I imagine there's probably a lot of people in, in Uganda living off-grid, right? There's just I think m- it was like third. Yeah, there's just the, I mean, there's just more people in India. So, do
0: you want to know how many people live off grid in India? Absolutely. They estimate four hundred million. So
1: more than more than the population of the U.S.
0: Yeah, wow. I it it the that number is unbelievable. Unbelievable, honestly. That's crazy. Like, do you know how many people are living of what they estimate of living off grid in the U.S.? Uh, no. What is it? It was like one hundred and eighty thousand. Really? Wow. Well, I guess it was one hundred and eighty thousand families. So I mean, maybe multiply that by two or three. But even still, that's cr- still a crazy number, and yeah. way lower. Insanity. That is nuts. What do you have the do you have the numbers on the rest of the countries though? No, I don't. Okay. I think Uganda was like, like I said, second or third behind uh, India. And then I just chose Russia and and China because they're just so freaking big. Yeah, I was going to put Australia in there, but then I realized that like 12 people live there. So (laughs) I didn't want – I thought that would be too obvious.
1: Yeah, I think – in fact, I think all of Australia listens to our podcast. I'm pretty sure
0: yeah 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 i mean uh there are there are some people living living in australia listening to the podcast so shout out to you guys uh make sure to tell all your friends so yeah tell us
1: about those crazy bugs you guys have i'm (laughs) honestly too
0: scared to go to australia (laughs) because of that like i don't want (laughs) to deal with giant bugs yeah that's scary stuff all right so that was our uh that was our trivia for this week Next is our positive thing segment. If you guys have a different name that you'd like us to call this segment other than positive thing segment, you know, just let us know. Send us a quick little email or, you know, throw it in your five star review. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. it definitely needs
1: it needs a new name. That's yeah, but we'll stick with positive thing.
0: Yeah, we're going to say positive thing segment until you guys tell us what else to call it. All right. What's your positive thing? My positive thing, um, what was it? My positive thing. I don't know. Come back to me. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. All right. Um,
1: so as some of you know, um, we, we also have another company, an installation company in, in, uh, Arizona called Prometheus Solar. Um, If you haven't heard of it. Yeah. If you haven't heard of that one, we mention it, uh, several times, but, um, so recently we had a, uh, an employee come down with COVID uh, who's tested positive and the rest of Prometheus tested negative. Hey, yep. nice, nice.
0: Heck yeah.
1: So we can continue saving the world one solar panel at, at a time. Yep. Yep, yep. yep. That's the big positive thing of, of this past week. So Let's cool. hear it, Jonathan. Are you engaged yet?
0: Yeah. Um. Let's see. It didn't happen this week, I'll be honest. I think it was maybe two weeks ago, but it was really it's, – it's, it's a double-edged sword, honestly. I paid off my car. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one, but also terrible because it dropped my <laughs> my credit score 20 points. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know that's why. How you. <laughs> that's how they get you, you know, because like when you have a credit score, it's like, what is your average age of your accounts? You know? Sure. Yeah. And then like how many accounts do you have open? So then when you pay off a car, they're like, You just lost an account. So now your average age of your accounts has decreased because you had that one for a few years. Sure. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So you just got dinged for two separate categories for paying off your car. So yeah, it, that
1: is annoying. I I will tell you that this will, uh, veer away from off grid for a minute, but, um, I, I did work in banking for a little while. Um, your your score is not so important as your debt to income ratio. So in one sense, your score decreased, but your debt to income ratio increased. So you're actually doing
0: pretty solid. Yeah, my score isn't bad. It's yeah. pretty good. But I it, I was just like, can you stop? Like, <laughs> and if you I guys did. if you
1: guys want to know what Jonathan's credit score is, just email us and I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, they they sent mail to, to uh, who was it? Chase Bank sent uh, our our rejection letter of our, our, when we first applied for credit oh, cards. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was and it was addressed to off-grid Pros, and they sent it to Prometheus. Yeah. And Ryan claims that he didn't realize that it said my name on it, and he opened by mail. Yeah. And it had my credit score on there. I was like dang that's pretty good (laughs) he's like yeah dude that's really good
1: (laughs) yep i i know what your credit score is and it's uh it's pretty pretty impressive man i will tell you i have your credit card hanging out in my car though so So you can ruin it real quick
0: (laughs) i could do whatever i wanted
1: i i have a note i have a note on my to-do list to pay our credit card bill and i haven't done it yet just so you know So Nice.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, there's our positive things segment. Maybe if you guys want to send us some positive things, that'd be nice. Email us the most positive thing that happened to you this week at uh, info at shopoffgrid.com. Maybe we'll read it aloud. That's a great idea. We can just have people email us questions, obviously, as well as positive things. And we can read those out loud on the podcast. Maybe you'll get a little shout out. I think that's a wonderful idea. Me too. Great. All right. So how much, we're going to, we're going to jump into what we were talking about, you know, for this episode, how much power do you need to produce from your solar array? Cause this is what we're talking about of don't make mistakes. And so we mentioned it in the first half, I guess, um, is really thinking about what you're going to be powering with this solar Um, how much battery do you need and how much solar do you need to replenish that battery? Um, and so like we said, I've broken this down, each of these kind of segments into three different areas in terms of size of system. Um, so for a small setup, um, so say that you're living, say, say you're trying to live as minimal as possible, like you're living in a van or you can live in RV, I guess, um, It's just a really small setup. All you want to do is lights, radio, uh, TV even. Um, I guess you could even run like a mini fridge. What's going to work best for you is you could do like a solar power station. Maybe you don't even need to mess with putting together your own custom system. So something like the EcoFlow Delta or the Lion Safari ME. Those are great options. One, because you don't have to do any kind of setup or installation two they are expandable to an extent so the lion safari me there is an option to get the expansion pack which i believe triples the uh battery capacity um so it's it comes with i want to say 900 ish uh watts of battery capacity and then if you get the expansion it's another 2000 2048 i believe and then the EcoFlow Delta has the ability to be—you um, can chain up to three of them together. So, great option. Um, do you know anything about the Humless systems, Kneeli? Have you ever done research oh, on those? I sure have. I've. Uh, yep, we did
1: an Good. install recently with them. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, with the, the yeah. Yeah. The five kilowatt-hour batteries. Yep. Yeah. Very
1: cost-effective uh, system there um they 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 are easy to install i would say um essentially it's like putting in a shelf and then uh popping in some batteries but yeah the the and they come in yeah, yeah 5 kilowatt max for for a for a single power tower
0: so yeah yeah there's um so humless is is this company that we offer their products, um, and they, they make a few things that are really great for off-grid systems. So there's one that is the, uh, is kind of probably the smallest of, of those, um, full home size that I think they're used a lot more for like tiny home size. It's the Humless 6.5, which is 6.5 kilowatt hours of battery capacity. Um, those units are fantastic. Like I said, for tiny homes or even, um, a home that you're really not planning to use a whole lot of power for. So maybe like a two-bed, one-bedroom house. Um, great option. The thing that Keneally was talking about is they actually make five kilowatt-hour batteries, and then there's a, a thing that's called the power tower that houses those batteries. And I believe you can put up to four in there? Is it four or five Four, Keneally? Four max. Four max. Yep. Yeah. So four, four of those. So 20... 20 kilowatt hours of, of battery capacity, which is fantastic. Um, but they also offer the systems, the humless uh, universal systems, and those are expandable. And those actually work with both grid-tied and off-grid systems. And so those are the, the universal 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever. Whatever you need. Um, so really good options for those those tiny homes or smaller houses. Um, but honestly, like I said, the universal 10 being expandable, that works great for any size house. Um, but like a full size custom system is it's much more necessary to have, I would say a professional like Prometheus to do it for you. Um, because we've run into a lot of issues of customers doing it themselves and messing it up. And then they end up paying more because they have to have Prometheus come and fix it. Um, I'm sure you've got lots of stories about that. Caneli. Now, i'm I'm cringing looking at that sec that this part of the uh, episode
1: that you wrote
0: well it's just like yeah. a, a thing like it's like I, I I understand that people want to save money because they don't want to pay for the the labor to do it but it's like okay yeah you're gonna end up paying more if you don't do the proper research on how to install it and yeah. so then it's gonna take longer you're gonna spend more money and you're gonna be frustrated
1: yeah. Yep, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that one. That's like, uh, imagine, imagine hiring a plumber, and then uh, the plumber shows up, and you're like, "I've got this garden hose. I don't want you to charge me for your parts. Just use this garden hose." Um, that's <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> kind of the situation that we we come in contact with a lot. I I recently had a very um, annoying situation with a a person that insisted that we use his parts. And, um, and it blew up in both his face and our face on both ends of the transaction. Um, sometimes you're just not aware of the smallest detail that you're, that that you're not thinking of, uh, Mm um, that, that ends up being a very costly issue, typically for the installer, which is us.
0: Um,
1: in this yeah, situation, I, that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's important too because like it, you don't – you want to do your research, obviously. And that's why we've created, you know, off-grid pros is we want to be a source of information for people so that they don't go and make these mistakes of, of, of having to redo their whole system or paying somebody to come fix their system because they did it wrong the first time, second time, third time, whatever. And – we also don't want people having to necessarily call a solar company and ask them a million questions every single day because then that's costing that solar com- solar company money because they're spending all day talking on the phone, giving free labor to people, and not making any money right. off of going and doing a solar installation because they're talking to people because they have questions but they're not going to end up making money. So I guess we're trying to help <laughs> help solar companies as well and just provide all this information in one place. So I mean, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is help the planet. So
1: let's mm. extrapolate mm-hmm. that a little bit. So you're calling a company, right? Mr. Frugal calls a company and they 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 swear that they can source their own parts and they want to talk to you about how to do it and then so uh, the person that they're speaking to at the solar company talks them through the whole thing and it takes them four hours. Effectively, you've killed the rainforest. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? That's yep. Yeah, just that quick. It's That's how quick it happens, guys. So stop bothering solar companies <laughs> because you're going to kill the
0: rainforest. It is a good – like I said, listening to podcasts, uh, doing research – Uh, the amount of time I've spent on YouTube, just trying to figure things out myself, just because it, it does cost companies money. Um, I mean, they are there to answer questions, so you should definitely utilize them, but at a certain point, it's like, okay, I need to research this on my own and come with effective questions. Um, and so, or you can just listen to the podcast and get all your information here. Yeah. So if you
1: want to, if you want to bug a renewable
0: energy company, uh, call us, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. Call off good pros. We'll answer all your questions. Um, so the next thing that we want to cover is budget. So this is obviously an, another big thing. Um, people that are living in smaller living quarters, you know, like a tiny home or, or a RV. I mean, tiny homes aren't honestly that cheap. It's, it does cost, I think what, like sixty seventy thousand $70,000 if you want to get it, get one built for you or something like that. You I mean, you want to get a fancy it. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're if you're trying to be frugal, if you're trying to save money, um, it could you could spend between you know fifteen hundred bucks five thousand to five thousand dollars maybe, um, but it just depends on what panels you get, you know, flexible versus rigid. What size of of panels do you get? A big three hundred watt panel, or do you get three one hundred watt panels? Um, any batteries that you get, are you getting lithium? Are you getting AGM, gel, whatever? And any of the extras that go into it, um, it's it. If you have a budget, it's good to know what you can get with that budget. So do a little bit of research, find out what is going to work within that budget, and not not be so. Um, I guess unaware of how much that money can get you, because I know it, it does come up a lot of people saying, I need to run all of these different things, which would ultimately cost $50,000. But they're like, I only have $10,000. So what can I do with that? And you're like, well, you, you have to do a lot less. Um, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's good to know what your money can buy you. Um, and then work around what you really need. If you don't need all that stuff, then this is the time to cut it out. Um, if you're going off-grid, then you're going to have to learn to live without a few things. And so if you have a budget that doesn't support a $50,000 off-grid system, it's another great opportunity to learn to go without a few things. Um, yeah. So I think an off-grid system, What what's like the most expensive one you've seen so far, Keneally, of, of a full off-grid system? A full one? Oh, jeez. Yeah uh more than a hundred
1: grand uh two yeah. two hundred thousand dollars wow yeah yeah that's <laughs> i mean that's more of an off-grid <laughs> more of an off-grid ranch i would
0: say yeah how 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 do people how are they paying for that like is it are they like we're just gonna make i don't do any of the financial side of, of prometheus so i'm wondering how are they like every couple months i'll give you $20,000 or we're we no, like financing that. How are, no, how are we doing now?
1: They pay that when, when you get into that level of, uh, the, the, that, that, amount of money, um, these people are able to pay cash. So, so
0: they just wrote a check for $200,000 to Prometheus. Correct. Yeah. Uh, oh um, my God. Yeah. Um,
1: this particular customer, um, created a product, took it public, um, and then sold his shares. So, um, this, this, this person is, uh, wealthy and, um, uh, yeah. They, they, so that's why when we, have when we, our it, when product. we <laughs> I know that's why we need some, uh, proprietary products, Ryan Holtz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah, the, yeah, we, we just did we just, uh, we send an invoice to uh, to their their bookkeeper, and uh, they they pay it on time
0: almost immediately. In fact, so he can you imagine being so wealthy that you have a bookkeeper make like your own uh, personal no, somebody like, that's just like oh, I'll manage money for you. I, I would no. love to have that. You know, what's funny on a small
1: level. I am your bookkeeper. That's true. I i i handle i handle the finances for your business.
0: I "I have twelve dollars. You handle this. What what should I invest in? I know. Yeah. Yeah. I want fifteen dollars by the end of the week.
1: I know it's it's a. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine being like. Uh. Oh yeah. Seven grand. You know what? Call Tracy. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that's like. I know that. Uh, yeah, we have some wealthy, wealthy customers, wealthy customers. Yes. And uh, I
0: mean, if you're buying a full off grid home, having it custom built and getting the system to go with it, I mean, I, you're not struggling financially. So no, no, no.
1: Off grid living, man, you you can go anywhere from from a camper to a ranch, is what I've seen in in my time in this business.
0: Yeah. Sounds pretty cool to me. If they are looking for somebody to hop in the wheel, I am willing to do it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So the next thing is maintenance. How much are you willing to maintain the system? Are you, are you willing to go out there and water your batteries? Like, are you, or are you wanting to just set it and forget it? Um, I think with these giant systems, it's much more of set it and forget it, um, because, like I said, they have the money to go and pay for the full nice system, but some people don't have that luxury. So it's a good idea to know how much you do want to maintain of your system. Um, what? So the batteries that have to be ma- maintained, Kneeli. What? What are those? Those types of batteries? So they're they're primarily
1: lead acid, right? So um, especially for for smaller off-grid situations, you're going to be looking at like golf cart batteries or there's, um, there's L 16s are very common size L 16s for off-grid homes. Um, And then there's also industrial batteries. Um, We're talking forklift batteries, for example, all of these types of batteries need to be watered. I mean, they're just like plants. like you got to do it at least once a month and if you don't, what's gonna happen is they'll swell and uh, and then uh, they'll break apart and then leak. I mean th- they just become useless. if you if you go more than probably three months on on uh, a lot of lead acid battery systems, you're you've screwed your battery bank and you're gonna cost yourself thousands and thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah. So that's another example is, is do your research. So find out what exactly you are buying, know how much you have to do to maintain that system and know what's going to happen. Like what's going to be the cost. If I, if, if I mess the system up by, you know, not watering it, if I get those types of batteries, because it's, it's gonna, it's going to cost you more in the end, in the end, like we said.
1: Um, Same. Yeah. And you gotta think about stuff like that when you're, when you're buying like off grid cabins, Right, like something mm-hmm. that you're only gonna stay in maybe you know a month or two out of the year, a couple of weeks or whatever. You
0: gotta think about
1: stuff like this. Like,
0: yeah, you, you have to maintain these things. It's the same. It's similar with like the solar power stations. So let's say you buy an EcoFlow Delta or you buy like a Lion Safari ME. With those systems, if you're not gonna use it for six months you don't want to leave it at a 0% charge, and you don't want to leave it at 100% charge either. The suggestion is to leave those power stations at like a 50% charge if you're not going to use it for a long period of time. And so it's it. that's another thing is like how to keep, like I said, they're not necessarily maintenance. There's not necessarily maintenance with those power stations, but there is making sure that you store it properly you got to uh, charge you got to charge them up once in a while yeah. You and get, you had, yeah give them give them some give them some some charge as well as don't leave them in an area that is insanely cold or insanely hot like if you have if you can bring them inside keep them at room temperature if 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 it's possible to treat them well <laughs> then do it so that it's going to last you a lot longer because people <laughs> all the time are like how long is this going to last me And it's like it really just depends on how you treat it yeah um if you're if you're draining the battery on a solar power station or or you know batteries in general constantly all the way to zero, um, uh, well with lithium at least uh, because AGM is more like to fifty, but it's like if you're draining it all the way constantly daily, they're not going to last you as long. But if you're conscious of how much power you're using, it can last you years. And so I mean it's just like how much money are you willing to spend? on replacing and and fixing things so
1: yeah you you absolutely (laughs) i mean it's just like if you buy anything really you should treat your equipment well you know um batteries the the rule of thumb is if you can keep them charged keep them charged right like you can discharge a lithium battery you know like 80 percent um depth of, of discharge and it's going to be fine you can do that over and over and over again but if you just want to keep it happy just keep it charged you don't necessarily need it charged constantly but every six months or so charge that thing back up to to float you know get it back up to a full charge and 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 you're going to be good. well that help.
0: like that like 50 percent, like with the power stations and stuff because those ones they're like don't charge it and leave it for a year at a hundred percent. So yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a good thing to, to take note of. Um, yep, but the exactly. last thing, the last thing is, is are you installing this yourself? So with power stations, you know, there's obviously no installation required because it's just a plug and play type situation comes with those, uh, those wall outlets, you know, AC wall outlets that you can just plug right into, or even cigarette lighter, you know, those 12 volt, Situations, um, it, it, those are easy, uh, except for a situation like a humless system. Uh, those are, I guess, technically power stations like a humless six point five or humless like the universal humless units. Um, those you should have installed by a solar professional, or yeah, I'm just gonna say just so nobody says anything bad. I'm just going to say you should have those <laughs> installed by a solar professional.
1: You, you um, 100% should. We just did one recently. Yeah. Have a professional do that for you. You should definitely do that. And then also be prepared. Uh, that they need a very specific sized Anderson connectors. So yeah. any, any, any uh, customers or potential uh, customers out there.
0: Um, that, that just protects your investment. Um, yeah because if you're buying something that's really expensive so like if you went and bought the homeless 6.5 it's you know 6.5 kilowatts of power let's see how much does this cost on our website it is seven thousand nine hundred ninety five dollars that is the homeless 6.5 do you really want to go and spend eight thousand dollars and potentially mess it up because you didn't want to spend a couple hundred bucks more to have somebody install it That is, that's the thought process you need to have is I just spent all this money on this. I'm going to have it done correctly. Um, I understand there are definitely situations where people can set it up themselves. RV solar. Cool. Definitely do it yourself. That's a, that's a great experience, great learning experience, but with these really expensive systems, it's a great idea to protect that investment and have somebody that really knows what they're doing, do it for you um and
1: same spend the money money. don't don't screw your battery bank up because you want to save a hundred dollars just
0: yeah just so you know same thing with the whole full off-grid system you know the the uh those ranch style homes don't do it yourself or that one that that guy had that ryan was talking about with what it was like 60 random batteries that he just kept acquiring and wiring together yeah (laughs) don't do that (laughs) just throwing in yeah (laughs)
1: just throwing in uh, a bunch of golf cart batteries every time one goes bad you pop in a new one um just in case you didn't hear episode one you cannot put an a new battery in with an old battery bank if it's maybe more than six months old okay just throwing that out there We'll, we'll yeah don't do that we'll we'll revisit this later but just uh,
0: revisiting that. You don't do that. Yeah, so the overall um, idea of this episode is: do your research before buying. Which is off-grid pros. We are the research. We have done the research. We have worked in in the off-grid world. We we know. Um, I guess Ryan knows the most, um, but he it, it's just like don't mess up. What you've got going on, you know. Don't waste your money. Don't buy something that you don't really know about. Ask ask questions. Um, watch videos. Listen to the podcast. All that kind of stuff. Um, like we said earlier, you are going to spend more money in the end if you try to be cheap up front.
1: Yeah, S- saving yourself a hundred bucks up front will typically cost you five hundred. Like yeah. it's, I mean, I mean, save, be a yourself, the yeah. save yourself the
0: headache, save yourself the headache,
1: have, have, have professionals do it. Call us. We will walk you through it. We will give you the right stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're buying something from like off, off grade pros, um, like if you're buying a homeless system, it's a good idea to have, and you're not up in Northern Arizona cause that's where we install. If you, it's a good idea to have a company nearby that knows what they're doing to install it for you so we've we've had people across the u.s that are just like who can install this for me it's good to look into that kind of stuff before buying just to make sure that you do have that necessary information um anything anything in closing Keneally? i don't think so
1: i think we covered everything um Great. i think if i were to leave with one note it would be don't be cheap <laughs>
0: Being cheap, That's a good is, idea too. Yeah, being cheap is not going to help you out, guys. Uh, being cost effective is a good idea. So don't just buy something just because it's the first thing that popped up. Nice. The whole the whole idea is do your research.
1: Yeah, you be frugal. Yeah. I mean, challenge us. You can email us if if our price isn't what you want it to be. Let us know where they're selling it cheaper. We would like to hear that. Uh, we
0: will match it if we can. We do offer everything at map pricing though. Map pricing is minimum asking price, so that we do offer all of our products at that price. So, it would be interesting to hear of other. I have I have heard that before of like somebody buying a Zant panel and they're like, "Do you price match?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, we already offer it at the lowest possible price, but what are you getting it at? And it was like a seven hundred dollar panel, and he's like, "This." websites offering it for $99. And I was like, that's a fake company. They're going to steal your money.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely no guarantee. I'm not, I'm not saying that we will, match, we will not match anything, but if you want to talk to us about pricing, uh, we'll talk to you. But, uh, yeah, we are, we are at the whim of the, uh, distributors. Yeah.
0: So, um, once again, thanks so much for listening into this podcast. This is uh, episode fourteen, I believe. Make sure to follow us in, uh, on all of our platforms. You know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Check it out there. Go find all these products that we talked about today at shopoffgrid.com. If you have any questions or suggestions, or if you have that uh, that positive thing that happened to you this week, shoot us an email at info@shopoffgrid.com. Thanks again, and we will catch you next time.